Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amud in Meseches Brachos is Gimel Amud Beis. As is Hashem, we're going to have three topics in today's Gemara, and the discussion really picks up from yesterday, where we began discussing the mishmaros that occurred at night, where the malachim would serve and sing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the first section we begin with, about ten lines from the top of Gilmar Beis, is the machlokis regarding the number of mishmaros that we touched on yesterday. Rabbi Nassim says there were three mishmaros at night, and this is evidenced by the fact that when Gidon attacked the, the encampment of Midian, it says he attacked at the beginning of the middle watch. Well, that implies that there was a watch before and after, hence there were three watches in the night of four hours each. Revi responds to this, as he's about to argue, and he says, actually, when it says the middle, it means one of the middle, but really it was either the second or the third, that could also constitute the middle. Revi says there were four watches at night, each one three hours each, and this is evidenced by the fact that it says David used to arise at Chatzos to serve Hashem, but it also says it was before two watches. So it must be, how is it before two watches if it's at Chatzos, that there's actually four? So it was midnight, but it was also before two remaining watches. Now Rabbi Nassim responds to that by saying, either we follow the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, who says that Kriyashma in the morning is at least till the third hour in the morning, because that's when kings arise. So then David HaMelech would be saying that when I get up at 12, it's really eight hours before the other kings arise. And according to Rabbi Nassan, eight hours is two mishmaros, because the six hours remaining in the night plus another two, till the beginning of the third hour of the day, that would constitute two mishmaros. So therefore, 12 is before the two mishmaros, before the other kings would ordinarily rise. Or one and a half mishmaros is also considered two. And therefore, says Rabbi Nassan, your proof is not necessarily uh, clear. Moving on to the second topic of the day now, the Gemara goes on a tangent based on the same Tana, and the Gemara discusses which topics are prohibited to discuss around deceased people. Either you're not allowed to discuss the very Torah because there's an issue of Loeg Larash, the fact that you're able to learn Torah and they're not able to do that and grow anymore, or as the Gemara says, the second version, you're not, e- you're not even allowed to discuss Devrei Torah to imply, despite its chashivos, its significance, you're not allowed to discuss Devrei Torah, but certainly general topics would be off limits as well because it would be disrespectful to the deceased. Okay, now back to our discussion in the third section. The, the Pasuk we quoted above told us David used to rise at Chatzos Halayla, midnight. So the Gemara says, but the problem is, is that another Pasuk says he would arise at Neshef. And Neshef, the Gemara explains, is an illusion of jumping or moving. So we clarify that it means, in the context of David, that it was the night before. It means Neshef was implying when day becomes night. So the implication is, David would arise even the evening before, i.e. before Chatzos. could also mean in the morning, but the point is, in our context, Neshef means he would wake up the night before. So how do we resolve that with the implication that he would arise at Chatzos Halayla? The Gemara gives three explanations. Either... What David was saying about Chatzos is he was saying, I never slept beyond Chatzos. Meaning, sometimes he woke up earlier, but Chatzos is just to say, I never slept beyond that. Second explanation, the Gemara says that he would sleep like a horse till Chatzos, meaning he would be just dozing off like a horse. And Rashi says he would be learning Torah during that time. And then he would arise like a lion 
uh, at Chatzos Halayla to serve Hashem with more of a focused energy. Alternatively, third explanation, the Gemara says, is that he would learn Torah till Chatzos and Shiraz Vesishbacha, songs and praises to Hashem from Chatzos till the morning. Now the Gemara says, difficulty is that Moshe Rabbeinu himself seems to not have been able to determine when Chatzos is. Now this is a Hava Amina, but the Gemara seems to assume since he said, Ka Chatzos Halayla, that Makas Becharos will be around Chatzos, seemingly he didn't say at Chatzos because he didn't know when Chatzos was. So how did David HaMelech know when Chatzos was to get up? So the Gemara says really he didn't know. But he had a harp that was facing where the northern wind would blow. And as Rashi explains from the Gemara Baba Basra, the northern wind would blow at Chatzos Halayla. And when the wind would go through the holes of his harp, it would play music and it would wake him up. So therefore he was able to get up and serve Hashem in the ways that we explained above at Chatzos Halayla. And the Gemara continues now talking about David HaMelech's Seder Ayom, the morning. He would learn Torah till the morning from waking up at Chatzos. And then the Chachamim would enter to consult about the Parnasa of the people. If they didn't have Parnasa, he would say, why don't they support each other? There's not enough to go around. So he would say, okay, so go fight the enemies that are causing us problems and utilize their resources to support the people. After this, they would consult with Ahitophel, says the Gemara, who was the war strategist. Then the Sanhedrin, as referenced in the Pasuk, Ben Yo, Ben Yoyada was the Av Bezdin, and they would ask the Sanhedrin to pray for their success in battle. And then they would consult with the Urim Bitumim, which was this special... Uh, a koach that the choshen on the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol had in order that they would uh, determine who was, the Pasuk refers to Ev Yasser, he was actually the Kohen Gadol, to see if they would succeed. A message will be sent to them to see if they would succeed. And then they would go off to war after, as the Pasuk says, with Yoav, who was the officer of battle. Turning to Zalad and Modalif, the Gemara brings sources for each of these and refers to the Urim Etumim as Kresi Uplesi. So the Gemara explains the reason that it was called Kresi Uplesi. Kresi is Shekorsim Devram, means they used to say the message sent by Hashem through this Kresi Uplesi, the Urim Etumim, was very succinct and very to the point, like clear cut. And Uplesi is Mufloim, is that the matters that were sent were wondrous, were amazing. And the Gemara just quotes Psukim, illustrating that this was the Seder Advarim. And we're stopping here at the top of Dalad Amud Aleph. Now we're going to continue tomorrow with Dalad Amud Aleph, challenging this premise, actually, that Moshe didn't know when Chatzos Halayla was. But Be'ezra Hashem will get to that tomorrow. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.